A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Namaste, guys. Oh, it's another... Ep- Look, you don't have to get your money's worth, do you? The last one was an hour and bloody 12 minutes long! Some of you aren't even paying, you sods. Some of you are not even paying. Do you understand what you're getting? <laughs> Something you are getting, and you're getting her both barrels. It's Linda Bloody Potter. Hello, my love. Hello! Do you want to tell them or shall I? I've got a job. Wonderful. Is that your willy? No, sorry, wrong one. Finally, in fact, I got a job and then I was offered another and had to turn it down. You're joking. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? All these six months of absolute turmoil. Well, yeah, and go and then, and then they're falling over themselves. Can't get enough of Linda. It's your spell. Yeah, because she's a witch. No. You've talked them into it. What, tell me what the job is. First of all, what's the job and what did you turn down? The job is I'm going to be, well, I'm going to be an administrator. Right. For a school. Well, you know, sitting on the front desk. That's good, isn't it? That's proper work, but let's not forget. And to put wrong paper in recycling. Okay, we don't, don't want tell them that. that and I won't tell them this. Linda farted in the kitchen. Wow. You don't want that. No, do but you? there are a lot of kids there, so I you they blame could it on be them. blamed for that. Blame it on them. The smells oh, are strange. Congratulations, my blood. love. I cannot wait. I. Want to congratulate you. I want to make sure you're available to still come and do this podcast. Yes, I think they want me to be, yeah. They don't want me hanging about too much. Right, okay. So don't worry, she's not going anywhere. She's no. staying in. What's the job you turned down? Well, it was another one where it was, um, well, kind of being a sort of hostess, introducing people to. Beg your pardon? Well, um, like a liaison. I don't really want to go into too much detail. A hostess, it sounds Listen, a bit... ties were tough. It sounds I was thinking I could do that well, as a people person. Uh, not a madam. People person, yeah. Not on madam. They don't call it that anymore. Oh, they call it... Mad. Again, it's administration. I suppose so. Uh, well, there you are. That's Linda. I and I've say got, no. I will, quite right. I would like to say that this is... First of all... Can I just say this? I knew about this, and I want to just reveal something. This week, I sent Linda some flowers. He did. Wasn't that kind? Yes. And some chocolates. Did you eat the chocolates? I ate them straight away. Right, Okay. Well, you didn't do any of it straight away, because I had to get in touch with Royal Mail. And and I said to to them, one doesn't like to do this when someone sent a gift. Did you get the gift? It's like... Are you going to say thank you? (laughs) It does sound like that, right? But I had to... 
I hadn't heard anything. And then I went on to the, you know, on the delivery on, on the post office, yeah. you can see what happened to your rather expensive flowers <laughs> and lovely. chocolates. Yes, OK, don't worry, don't, don't mind. And uh, what happened to them? So yes. then they say, this is what happened to them, and send me a photo, <laughs> which I will put up on Patreon. And this is another reason you people should subscribe. A, a photo yeah. of, you know, to prove they delivered it, uh, Linda's... Well, side gate, I imagine, next to her it's bin. Ginnel, yeah, down the side. A ginnel, a ginnel. If you want a picture of Linda's ginnel, you can have that. It was chock full. It was, her ginnel was chock full. Anyway, it's her ginnel and her back passage, and there's the bin, and yeah. there is, next to the bin, the flowers that yeah. I... But it was under another package, so to be fair, you might have missed Disguised, it. Disguised, yeah. So anyway, she said, oh, thank you very much, but... Also in the picture is what I can only describe as a <laughs> massive recycling crate full of empty wine bottles. <laughs> and I went, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Now, she hadn't had a party. No. Was that celebrating the job? That, or... I, haven't cha- I haven't taken that since Christmas, so that is that is quite a lot of stuff. That's not since Christmas. It is, it Do is. me a favour. It it's only me, you see, that takes the thing, so I can't be asked most of the time, and I never go back there, which is why I never I didn't see your flowers. Okay, I don't honest see the flowers. Honest to flower. God, honest to God, it's not a weekend's work. That that is sev- that is a lot of dedications gone into that. Pile. She likes a drink. Clearly. <laughs> Then you wonder why you've got no money, because you spend it all on... It's been a tough six months. The girl's got to have something. Bloody hell. Yes, you're quite right. Anyway, I'll be posting that on Patreon, (laughs) and you can see just how much this lush likes to put away (laughs) every fucking week. Linda, what else has been happening, my love? Oh, my God. So I woke up, and this is not related to the last comment... Yeah, go on. ...about about my my intake. (laughs) Go on, we'll see. I woke up the other day, and I looked down, and I had, honest to God, Clinton, finger marks... Indentations what? on my arm. Can you show me? It's turned into a very oh nasty my bruise God, now. There is a bruise there. Oh my fucking God. I think we know uh, what that well, is. Well, thing is, you know, I would love to tell you that it was some, it was a, it was an ex, you know, a, a, some sort of sex experiment that I've been undertaking. Right. But I haven't. Right. I've been chased this week and, and not in the right way. Yeah. Um, I think I've just, like, lay up, pressed down on my own arm. Um, Linda, I'm here to tell you... Yeah. ...that those... You wake up in the morning and you've got... My, you're not sleeping with anyone at no. the moment, are you? Right. That it's some ghostly spectre has dug his fingers into your arm. Oh. That's what I'm saying. And we'll be dealing with some of those stories coming up. I that, mean... It, that's proof if ever there if there ever there was. It was a small hand. I mean, very much the same size as my own. But if you reckon... You reckon ghostly spectres have small hands? I don't think people wake up with, with uh, bruises in the shape of fingers on their bloody arms unless a ghostly apparition has come on and squeezed your, your arm. And why would they do that, Clinton? Have they got intentions? Sexual reasons. Oh. We've dealt with this many times on this programme. Oh, my God. And do you remember a couple of weeks back I said, wouldn't it be awful? Oh, my God. You're right. Wouldn't it be awful if one of them sexy ghosts bothered me in the night? Do you know what we can do? I'm going to find that clip and I'm going to play it over and over again to you. Let that be a bloody lesson to you. It would be terrible. I'm just going to say it again. It would be really awful. Really (laughs) awful. It It would be so, so awful. Well, listen, let's get on with the show. Awful. That's that's not going to happen, don't worry. (laughs) Talking of being pissed, um, (laughs) I want to play you this. This was sent in by Matt Gauthier. And please, please, or Gauthier, have you say his name, Gauthier, please send in your terrible busker 
music. Have a listen to this. This is from Greece, a holiday in Greece. It's a cracker. Is it? Please keep sending those in. Now, listen, we're going to get on now with... I just want to do the rundown mm-hmm. of the scary stories. You know, we started to do a top six. Yes. Uh, coming in at number one. Let's have, the, let's, have the, let's have the music, the countdown music. Here we go! New top six is Laurie Peters at number one. Coming up strong behind, though, Amanda Abington. She's at two. And because we forgot his name last week... Oh, yes. You did, actually. Yep. Phil Boz Evans. Do you remember the Welsh fella? Do you remember the, the orbs that smashed into the wall? He's at three. Nice. I hope you're still listening, Phil. I'm going Mark Simmons at four with the um, the hoodie that appeared under the bed. Creeping up behind him. Live at five, it's Mike Milligan. Stephen Wilson at six. And bringing up the rear as ever, Angelos Epithemio with that utter bullshine from the other week about the haunted cigarettes and magazine. Now, this week, I've got to tell you, we are doing a Liverpool special. All right, La. Remember we were talking about Liverpool the other day? Yeah. Uh, I've got, I'm just going to say this very quickly. I've been up there this weekend. Uh, there's also, I've got so many fantastic interviews and stuff, and we've got to crack on because I've got so much bloody material this week. I, I love, I do love the I Scousers. I love Liverpool. I love it, I love it. And I got slightly ripped off in various uh, taxis this week. Did you? Yeah. Where I went, I did a gig at the Philharmonic Hall. Yeah. And three times I was told at the hotel, we're going to press this button and a taxi arrives and you only pay by Apple Pay or a card. No. Oh, sorry, mate, it's cash only, right? Oh, is it now? The one fella drove me around to two cash points before I had cash to pay him. I've seen bread. They're going to put it in the chicken, aren't they, when they get home? They put what in? Yeah. Put it in the chicken. That's it. The shachan. The shachan. And funny you should say that about the shachan, because yesterday morning when I left, the guy who picked me up, this is what I love about the scouts. They're so fond of Liverpool. Yeah. He, he went, like, no other place in the country. He went, have we treated you OK? Like, like it's all like about... it's him. Like it's his, yeah, it's his personal. You know, he feels if if the if the city let let you down, we're yeah. all responsible. I said, oh yeah, it was all great. And I did a show at the uh, Liverpool Philharmonic, and I had a really funny thing where I said a friend of mine, which was you the other week, yeah. said about the cavern not being the original cavern, and this bloke went, he went. Uh, I don't care about the Beatles. Let me put it this way about the Beatles. I wouldn't go and see the Beatles if they were right there by that traffic light there. <laughs> They're shite. No! Absolute shite. And he, he really had a thing about the Beatles, which oh, I've never heard I'd of. I'd have to dismount. Well, exactly. So then he goes, uh, Paul McCartney, right? All right, he finished the Beatles. He started Wings with Danny Lane. Hits include uh, Band on the Run and later uh, Mull of Kintyre and some work with Stevie Wonder, Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> I was like, right, OK. okay true. John Lennon. Another one. Talentless. Like to swing at people at the stage door. <laughs> Spent two weeks in a bed in Amsterdam. Rubbish. Ringo Starr. 
Not even the best drummer in the Beatles. He didn't right? say that. No one said that. You know who that was? Is that not true? Jasper Carrot joke that. Jasper Carrot said that. All right. The point is, he went to the only one with any any musical ability, George Harrison. You oh, know. I love George. My Sweet Lord, later remixed by... It's like, bloody hell, you gave me a whole... He got done for that, you know, because what? Phil Spector produced that. Yeah. He also produced the original one. You, you He's, so fine. Much He's knowledge. so fine. He's so fine. My sweet lord. So they did an Ed Sheeran on him and took him to court. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I heard about that. And it was the Phil Spector on both of them. But I was amazed. The Scouser who didn't like the Beatles. But anyway, I had a lovely gig. How can you not like the Beatles? I said they're, I said they're pioneers, were they? He said, Muddy Watches, Little Richard. So I'll just stop well, the bloody cow. It can all be true. It's not, they're not fighting. It's well, not like football, is it? No, that's right. And I, I was sort of amused by him and I was interested until he wanted to rob me and yeah, not horrifying. not have me pay by card. Anyway, doesn't matter. I love Liverpool still. <laughs> I love the people before you start writing in. And I had, oh, I got some wonderful interviews with various people. Anyway, all that is coming up in a minute. <laughs> You may recall uh, some weeks ago we spoke to Matt Stanley and he was talking about scary stuff that happens in Liverpool. Well, last week I had a chat with comedian Phil Reid and he told me this. Phil, please tell me what you're going to tell me. Um, Well, in to do with the... Supernatural. The supernatural. When I was... Uh, younger in my teens, mm. me and a, a friend lot younger. Yeah, a lot younger. A lot, a lot, a lot younger. Uh, me and my friend, we were walking down a road where we live. Yeah. It's called Legend Road. Yeah, in Liverpool. Uh, yeah, near, near, near Liverpool, right. uh, on, on the Whittle, so the right. other side. Yeah. Anyway, the nice bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, as we were walking down, so me and my friend, we were walking down this like country, country B road. It wasn't. Yes. Like, yeah. Walking down it, and as we were just walking and talking, we seen a figure on the other side. Yeah. Uh, we didn't pay attention to the figure, but then we just seen that it disappeared. But we both seen it because I wasn't sure if it was something in my mind or a man, a woman. Uh, I would say it was a male figure, a Victorian sort of thing. Because I had a story last week from someone who said there's a very there's a lot of Victorian ghosts in Liverpool and I'm going to check whether it's the same place what's the name of the road? Legend Road Legend Road I'm going to see if it's a very similar place that Matt Stanley told me about Phil did you both freak out? did you both say did you see that? a little bit because we were like halfway up the road so then because we'd seen it and then it just disappeared and there was nowhere for it to disappear it was not a reflection in a window of a shop window or anything? well no because there was two of us and only one reflection if it would have been so Ladies and gentlemen, ye of little faith, Phil is literally holding on to me with terror now. Don't, don't, don't touch that. All right, thank you. So you see, Linda, Liverpool is thoroughly haunted, and as you know, I've told, I told him this. This week, I started to read lots of articles, mostly from a bloke called Tom Slemon, who's very well-known paranormalist writer right. in Liverpool, who we, we will come to in a bit later on in this episode. But I started to read the 14 Times right. about Liverpool, and I come across this fella, Rob Gandhi. He's a professor at John Moores University. Oh, yeah, he's a proper fella, and although he's not there for paranormal stuff, he's there for statistics. Or, he's a statistician. Oh, right. statistician. statistician. 
This is from the 14 times by Rob Gandy, March 2023, the time slip of David Barton. Spooky music, if you would please, Linda. It was sometime right at the beginning of the 1970s that David Barton brackets, not his real name, spotted a vacancy with the computer car company in Liverpool which would have placed him somewhere around 20 years of age. The company used a computerised database of available cars and connected buyers with sellers which was innovative for the time and before Philip Schofield got involved with that. that oh, that's right. Yes, which, oh, which he is not associated no, any longer. No, no, definitely not. David was invited for an interview one evening at Computer Cars offices above shops on Liverpool's Bold Street. Bold Street, remember this. Yes. Bold Street is a hive of activity with shops, restaurants and pubs up until late into the night. However, back then, it was quiet and empty after around 6pm. As a native of Southport, David had rarely visited Liverpool and did not know the city very well. Well, Grand lived in Southport. It was winter and the interview was scheduled. No. The interview was scheduled for after 7pm. Very good. Hating to be late for any appointment, he'd set off in good time and parked his car not too far away from the Liver building. In the descending twilight, he made his way through the city centre to Bold Street and headed up to the far end where the computer car offices were based. I can't help thinking this might be a bit of an advert for computer car. <laughs> they don't exist anymore. It's an old-fashioned thing. Well, maybe if you go down the time slip, you can. Yeah, this is a long story. Let's fucking get on with it. Satisfying himself that he was at the correct address, David looked at his watch and realised that he was 20 minutes early. He always gauged that it didn't look good if you turned up much too early for a job interview, as you might be viewed as too desperate. Quite right. In the circumstances, he decided to go for a short stroll back down Bold Street to kill time. He turned left into Slater Street, which is roughly 200 yards away. All the shops were shut and there was no streetlights, and his attention was drawn to the dim light emanating from one very small shop window about 20 to 30 yards ahead of him on the left. I do see ghosts. It was a two-storey brick building which had a Dickensian appearance. The frontage of the shop was simply a plain window on the left and a plain door on the right which opened straight onto the street. David doesn't recall any signage but the shop was clearly shut. So he idly had a look in the window and he saw shelving with an array of violins, some of which were in various states of disrepair. The inside was very spartan and the orange light was coming from the back of the shop. It struck him as being a workshop or work area and that someone must be there working, although he did not actually see anyone. Linda oh, is shit. Sorry, oh, wrong on. one. There wasn't a lot. Wrong one. There wasn't a lot else to see. So after no more than half a minute, David turned around and walked back across Bold Street to end up in the computer car offices for his interview. Well, the interview went very well, and yes. David found himself being offered the position of national sales manager. All well capital letters on each of those oh, with the hold growing on. company. Therefore, he attended a number of evening meetings over the following two weeks and a couple of times he tried to find the little violin maker's stroke repairer's workshop because he'd found its appearance quite enchanting, but to no avail. No matter where he looked, he could not find it, which he found quite frustrating. In the end, David had a better offer with another company. Those were the days. And did not take things further. Yeah, with computer car. Nevertheless, the image of the shop remained firmly affixed in his mind. I am a ghost and I don't think Linda is any good. Oh, come on! David and I... David and I have become firm friends since, says Rob Gandy. The obvious question is whether David experienced a time slip because Bold Street in Liverpool is infamous for there being such events, stroke phenomena, 
with many examples. Consequently, there was further investigation to establish whether there was indeed a violin maker's repairer's shop close to Bold Street at the beginning of the 1970s. If there was, then perhaps it was simply a case of David unfamiliar with Liverpool, having not properly retraced his steps and having kept missing the shop. To this end, I contacted Liverpool Central Library, oh, chance this is going to get a bit boring, the local university and current local violin makers, repairers. And lo and behold, there was one. This was the shop of Lawrence Naseby and Son, 110 Wood Street, Liverpool, which was right on the corner of Wood Street and Berry Street, approximately 150 yards from where the computer car offices were. The shop that he saw was not on a corner. Berry Street is one of Liverpool's busiest oh thoroughfares. And the building is right opposite the iconic... This will mean something to people who live there. The iconic St Luke's bombed-out church, which made it very hard to forget. Scouring old photographs on the internet also did not yield any images of potential sites on Slater Street or the immediate area. David is at pains to stress he would not have gone up and down small side streets for fear of getting lost right. and being late. We met up for lunch on the 21st of July 2022. Yeah, this guy bit, is a fact man, isn't he? This is he? getting a bit boring. Look, I tell you, look, the upshot of all this is that no one can find this spooky right. violin repairer's mm. shop. Now, there's many, many more paragraphs which we won't read. But the point is... I thought I'd get in touch with Rob Gandhi to ask oh, him. Oh, really? Oh, yes. And here is an interview, yes, this week. With the fascinating... The fascinating Rob, Rob Gandhi. Rob Gandhi is is joining me now. Rob, tell me this. You've been to see the place and I'm yet to go and see it. So it's it's in Slater Street, you suggest, not actually Bold Street. I mean, the, the two, it's, one's very close to the other, is that correct? Slater Street actually adjoins Bold Street. I mean, there's a number of streets that run onto Bold Street uh, and Slater Street is one of the main ones. And did this fella say, because, I mean, it's a bit, nothing's conclusive in this article. Tell me, when he went there, did he go, yes, it was definitely here? Or did he go, oh, it might not have been here at all, or I might have dreamt it, or I was pissed? What What did he say? Well, you've got to bear in mind that you're talking about oh, 50 years ago. Yes. And so we met up uh, last year, and we walked down up and down the street, and he could re recollect most of it, and he knew roughly where it was. And when you process of elimination... The only place it could be is yeah. Slater Street. I'm going to move away from Bold Street now, and I just want you to quickly touch upon this, please, Rob. You, when we spoke earlier on the phone, uh, you started to tell me, and get ready for this, folks, something about a mad monk who was 12 foot tall. What was that? <laughs> about? Yeah. I mean, is this just showing off? You're just making stuff up now, Rob. No, 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 no. Uh, I... I was doing research into a phenomenon that is known as the Ruskington Horror. Um, oh, yes. And this was what Richard Maidley um, started off way back uh, in about 1998, Whoa, 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 whoa. Richard Maidley? Yeah, Richard Maidley. What, out of Richard and Judy? The very same. Uh, what did he say, Richard Maidley? Well, what it was was that he was doing the, this morning programme back in that 1998. That's right, yeah. And, yeah. and this guy rang in from... Um, Lincolnshire, yeah. saying that I'd been driving down the A15 and had 
uh, all of a sudden this, well, he, he thought there was a bag float, you know, a plastic bag floating in the wind uh, yeah. ahead of him. And then the next thing he knew, there was this uh, Greek-looking face uh, and the hand on his windscreen um, looking at yeah. him. And he was yeah. terrified. And I think he drove on for about another 10, 15 seconds before it slid off. And right. He was terrified. He rang in and told... This is actually about two or three weeks before um, he told Richard Mayley about it, and Richard was well very pleased to hear it. I mean, it was a you know an astounding story, and so he sent the whole team out to Lincolnshire, and yeah. there was a whole series of episodes over the the following few weeks, and he he called it very melodramatically the Ruskington Horror. And you and you went in and researched this, and what did you, what did you find, Rob? Um, what I found was that there's, there is a stretch of the A15 close to Ruskington, not actually in Ruskington, yeah. where, frankly, there have been a lot of very strange things happen, where yeah. people have been driving down the road and then somebody or something has stepped out in front of them and they run it over. And so they panic, they stop, they get out, they look round, but there's nothing there. But, you know, this has involved lots of different people. And, uh, yeah, but I, I, I visited there. Go on. It's very mundane. It's just a stretch of road, you know, and these things happen possibly once a year. Did, no did more you, than that. Okay. And what about Richard Made? He didn't say anything about the ghostly appearance of bottles of wine disappearing past the checkout in his trolley and appearing in his car. <laughs> for which, in case there's any shadow of doubt, he was entirely exonerated later on and acquitted in a court of law. Let's get that in there. You don't know what I'm talking about. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Rob, Rob, don't worry, I will check on that story about Richard Madeley and the bottles of wine because we don't want to be sued. Rob, I want to thank you very, very much for that. If I go, which I'm going to do this weekend to Liverpool... Yeah. Is there anywhere? I mean, if I so I'm going to go to Slater Street, yeah. And yeah. where else around Bold Street should I look? Do you think? Well, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with Bold Street. Not at all. Not remotely. Oh, okay. It's a long straight street on an incline, at yeah. the top of which is the burnt out church or the bombed out church, right? Luke's, which is always worth a visit. It's uh as it says, during World War II, it was bombed out, and it's been yeah. left like that. And uh, it's an interesting place to visit. But Bowl Street is absolutely electric most nights with students um, carousing and uh, getting pretty well drunk every night. Uh, yeah. There's lots of restaurants and all that. So you'll see lots of spirits, but um, yeah. they'll this from behind the bar. I know, I know. I've seen a lot of them students like that, wasting yeah time and money countries on its knees you'd think they'd be trying to help out instead of getting pissed um rob can i ask you one other thing before you go just before you go have you been you've been i understand you've been approached by danny robbins lot uncanny to talk about these time slips around bold street is that correct um not for me to talk about them but i know some people that have right. had time slips and therefore i have they came and asked me, and I then passed them on to the people concerned. 
Right, okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad we got there first. Up yours, Danny Robbins. Uh, all right, listen, I want to thank you so much, Rob. Is it what, what, where can we see you? Where can we read more of your fantastic, tall, I mean, brilliant stories? Uh, well, I write regularly for the magazine Fortean Times, which yes. I'm totally biased, but to me, it's the best magazine in the world. Uh, if if yeah. you, every issue of Fortean Times is like opening a new Christmas present. That's right. Well, you want to get hold of Chat It's Fate. Uh, that is also, it's like Christmas every time I open that thing. And, um, a little bit like Bonfire Night as well, because it can actually scrumple up quite nicely if you want to make a fire. Right, listen, lots of love. Thank you, Rob. I really appreciate that. It's nice to have someone who actually knows his beans on this show. I hope you don't mind me playing devil's advocate there. I'm an absolute believer. It's just there's some poo-pooers out there, Rob, as you'll know. Yeah. Yeah, right. Rob, Gandhi, thank you very, very much. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So... I went to Liverpool in search of the Bold Street time slip. I am in a cab now, black cab. I'm in, I'm in Bold Street. And what's your name, please? Chris. Chris? Yeah. Chris is a cab driver. Do you know anything about the spookiness here in Bold Street? I don't actually know. Um, I, I know I've got a lot of history, but I don't know a lot about the spookiness about it, no. Right. Um, well, that was a bit of a waste of time, wasn't it, Chris? I don't know why I've said that there. No, I don't know. Not <laughs> Do you know any spookiness in Liverpool? No. Do you know what? If your wife was in the cab now, you could do a 10-hour podcast with her. All right. When it comes to haunting and 
old Liverpool's, spooky Liverpool, she knows everything about it. Right. Well, I've come all the way to Liverpool to meet Chris, who knows nothing about it. But anyway, Chris, thank you very much. He's taken me to my hotel. I'm at the Philharmonic Hall in Liverpool. I have literally, I stumbled across Bold Street as I was wandering up here. I get here, I asked someone out the front if they'd heard about the time slip in Bold Street, and they didn't. But I've just bumped into Chris Cairns, who is comparing tonight. Chris, welcome, first of all. Oh. Well, nice to be here. Nice to, nice to meet you, Clint. N n n namaste namaste yeah. to you. Tell me, are you a man who believes in the supernatural? Oh, very much so. Very much very, so. I, I was always very keen, and then listening to your pod, it, I think it's got me at, at, a, at a fanatical level now. A fanatical yeah, level? Yeah, I was Go always like, kind of dabbling, yeah. but now I think it, it's, it's part of my life now. You've done that to me, and in, in a good way. So are I'm, you I'm taking the piss? No, I genuinely mean it. There's, there's, there's not a time in my life now where I'm not looking at something that isn't, and I think what would, I always think to myself, what would Clinton do? Yes. What would Clinton yes. say about in, in this? this? In that situation. And, and it's guided me, you know, marvellously. It's like a, a, a real mantra right, for well, me look, now. Get it, getting on with it. Chris, tell me, what do you know about the time slip in Bold Street? But it, it is literally funny you should ask that because that is kind of like a very famous thing about is it? Bold Street. Yeah, because Bold yeah. Street's a very, one of the original, like, you know, very highfalutin kind of streets. Highfalutin, yeah. yeah. Back in the day, it was yeah. like, you know, the place where you, you went to, where, mm. like, you know, the people of the Victorian time stuff, they were there to get all that kind of stuff. So, to get I, what kind of you stuff? You know, for like, you know, I don't know, snuff boxes, uh, yeah. you know, slaves, I'm not sure. Yeah. Millinery. You know, yeah, yeah, you know. Slaves. Yeah. <laughs> Pepper for the little boxes Pepper. and stuff, you know. All the really exotic yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, stuff you needed for the time. Stuff that had been imported, yeah, you made do. from overseas. Yeah. Umbongo. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So, Go on. So, I, I've heard a few... A fun, uh, strangely enough, my my mum, years ago... Right. Um, she went down bullshit because she'd heard all about it. And again, I think that's where I get my spiritual side from. Right, OK, from, your mum was yeah. quite an, a spiritual yeah, yeah. woman, yeah. Yeah, we used to think she was mad because she spoke in tongues, but she she drank heavily. Right, But okay. I think that was, you know, maybe a bit of, bit of both. A byproduct of yeah. being spiritual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she liked yeah. the spirits. She liked yeah. the spirit yeah. side. Yeah, she did. Absolute yeah. piss yeah. And, yeah. and then yeah. one day, Sorry, we, 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 yeah, we went shopping yeah. and I was, you know, maybe like, you know, 10, 11, and we were looking for clothes and stuff. Mm. And we would just come out to Bowl Street from, from got off the train, yeah. come out on, just come straight out into Bowl Street. Yeah. And she went into one shop, and I turned around to say to her mum, I want to go into like the bookshop. Yeah. And, and she was gone. She, she what do you mean? She disappeared? She, she disappeared, yeah. And well, so you weren't in the time slip, she was? Well, the way how she was in the early learning centre. Right. But then she came out, but then about 20 minutes later, the yeah. same thing happened, but she wasn't in any shop. And then she came, and she, and she, she kind of, like, there was kind of a flash of light, and then she came back, and then right. she appeared to be, like, like younger. So she'd been in the, like, the early 20th century century? Yeah, she came back and she had go-go boots on. She'd been to the 60s, she said. She said she'd met a younger self, and yeah. she told herself not to get married uh, and not to get be in the life that she was no, in now. <laughs> I was devastated, yeah. to be honest with you, because this kind of, like, it was a bit of a back to the future situation yeah. now. Yeah. But yeah. fair play, whatever... She's in an alternative timeline now, or yeah. there's another Brenda back out there who didn't get married, have three kids in real life, marrying some knobhead. Right. Chris, 
my podcast is one that deals with the supernatural. Oh, yes, very much right. so. Oh, is this I, I a tall story? Is this a tall story? This is, this is as true as we are standing here right, right now. Right, OK. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris Cairns. You've heard it here first. His mother disappeared into a shop in a flash of light. I've still got the boots. She st- you've still got the boots. I'm going to go down Bold Street in a minute and check it out. Thanks very much, Chris. No problem, Fucking time wasted. How about that? Theory. Bold oh, a theory. Street. Go on. Bold Street. Yes. Full of nice places to eat and indeed drink. Yes, that's right. I'm thinking this time because it may be nothing of the sort. It may be just a convenient excuse for, let's just say, lads who are worse for wear disappearing for longer than they should have. Oh, what happened? Oh, I've, I've done a time slip. Oh, oh I've, I've done a time drunk. slip. Oh, no, I didn't get drunk. And, a, a couple of madries and I fancied going into a violin shop. <laughs> No, I, do. I honestly, I do think there is something in it, do Linda. You? And uh, yeah, don't look at me like that. You, 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 Bless be, you. you've been squeezed by a ghost. You <laughs> should bloody well believe it. <laughs> Time now for us to deal with. We never get any of these people. Your social problems, yeah. your relationship problems. Try as I might, nobody will write it. It's almost as if they don't trust your opinion, Linda. It's almost as if they think that we've got absolutely no judgment whatsoever. <laughs> we've lived a little. This is from Fate and Fortune, and it's people writing into... Who is it who they write into? Anyway, oh, is it that fellow with two names? James it, Dean, what's his it name? It might be James Dean Fox. Anyway, here we go. Spooky music. Well, uh, uh, concerned. Concerned music. Concerned music. music. Please, here we go. Since I started dating, I've picked wrong and after wrong and... Oh, Christ. Oh, now I'm 33 and finally think I've met a good egg. Only my mum, who I'm really close to, doesn't approve because my partner has just turned 60. Flip! Hit it! That's quite... Dirty old get. That's 27 years older. I told her age is only a number. Quite right. And it's how he treats me that counts. Probably gives you a word as original, sits you on his lap. <laughs> but she's having none of it. In fact, she's so insistent, it's giving me doubts. Is she right? That's Rachel33 from Hitchin. OK. The answer is, and I want to see whether you agree with this, <laughs> uh, James Dean Fox, of his name is, says, I'm delighted to say you found the one. No, Linda's already shaking her head. Your new fella is honest, reliable, ancient... Oh, sorry, reliable and grounded. And easy to catch. <laughs> Actions often speak... Listen, I got a, I'm only four and a half years away from fucking sixty. <laughs> Actions often speak louder than words, and he treats you like no partner ha- no partner has before. You're allowed to wipe his bottom for, for kickoff. <laughs> Your grandfather in spirit is coming through, and he says, "I nearly did Barry from Watford there." <laughs> I'm pleased you've ended up with a man, not a boy. On the horizon, I see an engagement ring and a family. Oh my god! If that's something and a funeral. <laughs> Horrible. All you can do is be open and honest with your mum and she'll see he's the right man for you. I've no doubt that in time she'll come round and be excited for you. Will right, what do you yet? reckon? Will she yet? What? First of all... Here we go. Right, 33 to 60. Yeah. That is a leap, right? Yes, it is. I cannot be... Bo- it's like me going out with someone who was, oh, God, a fetus, basically. Yes, yes. I cannot be bothered training up a, a, a partner, right? Well, you mean it's working the other way around? Yes. yes. So, for you, he's going to be he's going to be telling you about Bloody Dad's Army. He's going to be trying to get you into, I don't know, uh, the new Seekers. Yeah. It's not for, It's not your... That's a time slip, isn't it? Yeah. No. Well, definitely not, really. Although, oh, no. there is something... You know, it, you know, it is just a number 
number, isn't it? What it reminds me of, I've got a friend, I'm not going to say her name, but she is in her, well, she's probably in her mid-50s now. And I was, I thought it was a funny, well, it's rather mean of me, but she was saying, oh, I've met this guy. He's 61, you know. I, said, I think he's, you know, he's never been married. He hasn't had many, you know, long-term relationships. Uh, I think he's maybe got a commitment problem. I said, Do you think? can you think at 61? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. How many red flags do you want, love? Yeah, OK, so we, you don't think. No. You don't Bloody think. Bloody hell. I mean, we cock a, we look askance at Leonardo DiCaprio, don't we? He's, yes. He's like, he'll end up that way. OK, Exactly. Right. If 33 be too old for him. Is it wrong? I do fancy women who look younger, though. Is that so wrong? Yeah, but younger is one thing. Thir- 27 years age. young. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Here's the next one. Why doesn't she like me? A new woman has just started at work, and while she's friendly to my colleagues, she's standoffish oh. and even rude to me. I can't think what I've done to upset her. Any advice? Julie, 55 from Fife. 55 As I link into the situation, I draw the nine of swords, which can represent, this is true, which can represent stress and anxiety. The issue is playing heavily on your mind, but please know you've done nothing wrong. Don't take it personally. Not only is this colleague intimidated by how good you are at your role, but she also has lots of issues going on outside of work. And as you're very intuitive, she's concerned you can see through her bravado, often the case. Kill her with kindness. And this period of hostility will soon move on and I suspect so will she as I see her heading off to a new job in nine months time funnily funnily you may become friends before she leaves alternatively may I suggest an option go on bollocks to her what do you mean bollocks to her why are you worried about her well, if you've got to work closely with somebody, it's quite difficult she's they not, don't like you. She's not the only one in the office. It's fine. If she's going to be like that, she'll let her be a funny bugger by herself. Bollocks to her. Oh, Christ. All right. OK, well, thank you for that. <laughs> Women can be nasty when they gang up, though, but you can, you know, you can have a bit of bullying from late. If she makes allies, Unfortunately, you know. some women see other women as competition, and it's in... Do you know what it is? It's what? internalised misogyny. What do you mean? Because we grow up thinking of each other as um, rivals rather than as sisters, right? Yeah. And so some women do feel like that at work. Sort of, and actually what happens is, while you're doing that, the blokes are getting ahead because they don't give a shit. Well, that's true. So that's true. don't get involved in all that stuff. I think work is one thing. You don't have to be mates. Just be, you know, friendly. You don't have to be friends. But honestly, what a waste of energy. This is... How about this for advice? Why don't you write in with your bloody problems and then they can sort it? Yeah. I wouldn't have been quite as articulate. I'd have just said, women, horrible, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Now, listen, I just want to get back to our Liverpool special because Tom Slemon, I wanted to read you... This is proof because you were a bit doubtful. Well, you were a bit doubtful, weren't you? This this is from the... The Echo, the Echo. Tom Slemon. Don't do the accent. Liverpool has its fair share of urban legends, perhaps none more puzzling than the time slips of Bold Street. Yeah? Yeah. Over the years... People lose hours there. Over the years, a number of people claim to have slipped into another time period while walking along the city's centre street. Like Goodnight Sweetheart. Well, yes, (laughs) bizarrely... Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Bizarrely, those who claim to have time travelled... What are you going to say about Nicholas Lindhurst? I like that. Do you know he's in a new thing in America? Stop the music. Nicholas Lindhurst. Really? Yeah, what was I watching? I can't remember what it was, but he's going to be in something again and he'll get popular. And it'll be like, you know, um, Ian McShane? Yeah. Now he's like Mr. Tough Guy in, oh, yeah. in America. Oh, yeah. Where we also him as Lovejoy. Yeah, go on. Which will always take me back to a stripper I saw when I was 18. Right, go oh, on. Oh, God. Look like Lovejoy. Yeah. Anyway, so he's going to do that. Lindhurst, you watch, is going to be the next, next big thing. 
I can't... What is it? It's not, a, it's not an American remake of Only Fools and Horses. No, it's not. It's something completely different. Really? Yeah, watch Nicky out. Linders. Yeah, that's my future. That's my... Um, that's your tip for the top? Yes, my forecast. Bloody hell, can we go? One of the first time slips I investigated, says Tom Slemon, concerning off... Frasier, it's what it is. All right, turn it off! It's the Frasier reboot. Oh, that's going to be shit with him, isn't it? it? Nick Linders? I hope he's not doing a posh voice. Oh, is he? He's not going to be the Daphne part, is he? I wonder. Oh, Frasier, I've got two O-levels. Her accent used to drive me nuts. Oh, that's right, ridiculous. It was like, oh, I don't know, Dr Crane. Oh, that's that right, shit, yeah. it? Wonderful series, though. Yes. Right, let's Apparently. get off that, get on with it. <laughs> One of the first times I investigated concerned an off-duty policeman from Mel... <laughs> Lovely jobly! Lovely jobly! Can you imagine the American uh, only fools and horses? Eh! What, what did he say? What did you he say? You plonker. You plonker, Rodney. This time next year we'll be millionaires. Oh, Uncle Albert. <laughs> you was there when they... In Pearl Harbor, Uncle Albert. <laughs> of course, during the war. What, what an actor he was, wasn't he? Oh, he was great. <laughs> that guy. Is it Buster Merrifield? Buster Merrifield. Uh, okay. Uh... Central Station of music. One Saturday in July 1996, Frank and his wife Carol visited Liverpool to do some shopping. At Central Station, the couple split up. Carol went to Dylan's bookshop on Bold Street to purchase a copy of Irving Welsh's book, Too much, too much detail. Yeah. And Frank went to a reco- record shop in Ranley Street to look for a CD. Twin CD. Yeah. <laughs> uh, about 20. 20- Later, about twenty later, years meant later, to, meant to put minutes. He walked up the incline near the Lyceum, which leads onto Bold Street, intending to meet up with his wife in the bookshop. When he noticed he had somehow entered a dead spot of quietness, suddenly a small box van that looked like something out of the nineteen fifties ah. sped across his path, beeping its horn, and it narrowly missed him. And Frank noted the van had the name Kaplan's emblazoned upon the side. And Frank crossed the road and saw that Dylan's bookshop was no longer there. In its place stood a star with the name Cripps over its two entrances. The policeman was understandably confused. Oh, my fucking God. He looked in the window of Cripps and saw no books on display but women's handbags and shoes. The policeman turned round and saw the people in Bold Street were wearing clothes that would have been in vogue in the 40s and 50s, right? The men wore trilbies and long overcoats and the women wore scarves, berets, pillbox and cartwheel hats. And most of the ladies... Also wore gloves. Then he went into a pub and fell in love and started having an affair with the barmaid and having a double <laughs> life. That's right. Yeah, that's what happened in Goodnight in, Sweetheart, didn't it? Yeah. I like that. Uh, he somehow... Uh, hang on, where is it? Then the, the possibility that he'd somehow walked into the bold street of 40-odd years ago dawned on the policeman, as it would, you know. Yeah. Frank sighted a girl of about 20 dressed in the clothes of a mid-1990s girl's hipsters and lime-coloured sleeveless top. The back bag she carried had the name Miss Selfridges on it, which only reassured the policeman that he was somehow partly in 1996. He smiled at the girl as she walked past him and entered Crips. That's spooky because it's called Miss Selfridge, not Miss Selfridges. Uh, another another curious... It's the only inconsistency in <laughs> the right. story, is it? <laughs> As Frank... She's so cynical. As Frank Followed her, the whole interior of the building changing a flash to the interior of Dylan's bookshop. The policeman was back in his own time. He grabbed the girl by the arm at the entrance of the bookshop Assault. and asked her, uh, Did you see that then? The girl calmly said, Yeah. I thought it was a new shop and it had just opened. I was going in to look at the clothes and now it's a bookshop. 
The girl just chuckled, shook her head and walked out again. When Frank told his wife about the incident, he left out the young girl he grabbed yeah, by the arm. She said she had not noticed anything strange. But Frank was really adamant that he had not hallucinated the episode. Now... I, I, what as I always I always like to do is look at the comments yes. below, and they're going to be absolutely priceless because remember this is Liverpool. <laughs> so everyone big. there is a comedian. No, it's not a comedian. They're cynical, like you, Linda. Chopper Goggins uh, said, "Launch a time slip into an alehouse with 1950s prices." Thanks for that contribution. And the smell of ciggies being smoked without some weird stuff in it. Yeah, Harry Kellerman, weird. Wonder if Frank had previously read about it or just seen it in an old photograph. Mike Faulkner, should be easy to prove next time it happens, snap a couple of photos on your iPhone or even better, a short video. No, didn't think so. Oh, if you look, this is more style April, if you look at an encyclopedia for the definition of a fraud, you'll see a picture of Tom <laughs> Slemon and his book. How gullible people have lined his pockets for decades, I will never know. Acted now, April oh. 11th, 2021, wrote, People will believe any rubbish and make-up stories like this. And Newsworthy says, I thought this was going to be an interesting story when I clicked on it. <laughs> then I saw the name Tom Sleeman and I realised it was going to be a loaded tripe for a story that supposedly only happened 25 years ago. Where are the subjects now? Surely someone must know them. The... Lost the scales. <laughs> They'd be easy to find. A copper called Frank and his wife, Carol, probably the same place as every other character in Slamet's books. His own mind, complete fabrication and badly written. <laughs> Time slipped my ass. How terrifying going back to Britain before it was foreign owned, overpopulated, oh. debt riddled mess of a country, right? Ra- racist ra- robot. Racist robot says. When I walk up and down Bond Street on certain days, I feel like I've gone into a time slip, something similar to. Moss Isley's Cantina, that's the Star Wars yeah. bar. Once or twice I've slipped on a few Machis rappers. <laughs> Why would you bother writing in with this Because everyone's a comedian. They are. Anyway, listen, we are going to have a barbecue at oh, the flats. Right. And uh, you, you're invited, obviously, okay, Linda. Is Ruth coming? Ruth, I'm well, I've, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've asked Ruth. I'm waiting for a reply. Peter Rawlins, oh. he says he's up for it. But this week, I went to see if Irene Harding wanted to come. Hello? Irene! No, I'm not touching the door. I'm standing. Can you step? Can you can you step back from yes. the door? I don't want you breathing on the door. I'm not breathing on the door. I don't want. Right, okay. You st- stand back and put your hands above your head. Right, okay. My hands. I'm not touching anything. Irene, I'm not touching I, I, anything. I don't want you touching. I don't want you breathing. And if you brought your own wet wipes, you can start wiping it all down now. Wipe yourself. Wipe yourself. Wipe yourself and think about okay. God. No wonder, for, yes. even, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Deuteronomy 18, 12. You want to think about that? You want to think very hard about that? All right. I'm not Satan, my love. Just come to ask you if you wanted to come. <laughs> We're thinking of having a barbecue a week on Sunday. Oh, do you hear that, Derek? He says he's not Satan now. He says he's not Satan. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't want to be. I don't want to be involved with your dirty barbecue and your satanic sausages and your filthy offal. It's just an excuse, isn't it, to to pull a goat to pieces? No, no, no goat, Irene. It's just a, f- a few hot dogs, maybe sausages, maybe some chicken wings, something like oh, that. Oh, chicken, chicken wings for the horned one, is it? Chicken wings. Well, do you, do you want to ask Derek if he wants to come? De- Derek, can you hear me? I'd like to help no, you, not, yeah, Derek. No, Derek, sit down. You are not. Go- no, put that back on. Put that mask back on now. Put it on. Put the mask back on now. Wipe your hands. Wipe right, your hands. Right, you right. are not going anywhere. D- D- Derek, do, do you want to come? Do, do you want to come t- uh, to the barbecue? Yeah, he's watching mind. you. Jesus is watching you, Derek. And if you move from that spot again, I won't be responsible for his actions. It's only a barbecue, Irene. No, There's no need to... Yes. Oh, yes, but you're, but you're paper plates and people breathing all over them. I got your no, number. I got your number. N- n- nobody, nobody's going to be breathing on anything. We, we can wear masks if you like. Oh, we're, we're, no, 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 no. St- you shall not eat any flesh with the blood in it. You shall not interpret omens or tell fortunes. John 14, 20 stick. Yeah, Why I... don't you write that down with your barbecue? I'd like to go. That's it, Derek. I'm just ask her if you can come. You don't have to ask her, in fact. You, 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 if you want to come, Derek, you come. Please, don't, please, don't, don't touch that after you've touched the mask. Oh, Derek, sit on your hands. No, no, don't you look at me like that. Now look what you've started. Are you all right, Derek? Yes, I'm all right, D- Derek. You. He's absolutely fine. And I tell you why it's fine. It's because he will not be going to your... Dirty, filthy barbecue, covering it, rolling around in your kebabs and your sausage and your chutney. Your... All right, all right, all right, Irene, you don't have to come. Derek, if you can find your way to a telephone, g- give us a ring. I'm sure there's room for you. I'll save some sausages for you. No, I'm not allowed. Beware the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous okay, wolves. Okay, thank you. Ravenous, Irene, forget it. Ravenous forget wolves. It. Yes. Yeah, I will be. I will be, Irene. You, you do your thing, and I'll do mine. All right, love. Thank. Not fair, Irene. Not fair, this. Derek, if you can hear me, you make a break for it, son. All right. Well, goodness me, I don't know whether she's going to come or not. Seems not. Now, Linda, what are you going to be up to when you leave this place? Buying some nice outfit for your new job? Uh, I think first call is going to be the bottle bank, by the sound of it. (laughs) I need to sort that out, seriously. Uh, Thank you for highlighting it for me. Some news agents will give you money back for bottles. You'd be a bloody millionaire. Oh, do they not do that anymore? No, no. It's not like the olden days with the pop bottles. No, so I'm going to take it, sort that out because, yes, it does look terrible on me. It does. Uh, I have to say that a lot of the bottles underneath the ones you can see immediately in the picture Mm. are jam jars and that. It's not all booze. Okay, okay. If you want to see exactly how much Linda (laughs) drinks, like a bleeding And my labels of choice. (laughs) Some cheap old booze in there. But anyway, have a look at the Patreon site. It's a nice picture. And we've managed to blur out her address. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, oh, thank you for joining us for our Liverpool special this week. On behalf of Linda, well, you can speak for yourself. Ta-da-la! Ta-da-la! And namaste! Well, you can't say we don't give you value for money. Another long one! 
My thanks so much to Linda McGautier, Phil Reed, Rob Gandy, Chris the Liverpool cabbie who put me up from Lime Street, Chris Cairns from the Laughter House, Lizzie Roper, David Brinksworth, this spooky playout music, and the wonderful glow for singing and words. Why don't you come and see me and Linda recording this very podcast live at the 100 Club in London's Oxford Street, 100 Oxford Street, Sunday the 25th of June, September, this is all Sunday, September the 24th, Sunday, October the 15th and Sunday 26th of November. Tickets at wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptiste's Sunday Seance. And if you'd like to come and see me performing my first stand-up tour for three years solo at Rollercoaster, please go to clintonbaptiste.com forward slash tour. Thank you. Someone could be pulling a string somewhere. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, We've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.